Welcome to Regold's Dance Life Podcast for dance teachers and dance studio owners who have a passion for the art of dance. Hello and welcome to Regold's Dance Life Podcast. My name is Stacey Morgan and I'm so excited to be talking today to the fabulous Regold. How are you, Re? I am excellent. Ready to talk. I love it. Of course. Feeling a good vibe today. <laughs> Sorry, I interrupt you. I told you I was ready to talk. <laughs> and you certainly are. It's, it's The vibe is important, right? Agreed. Have you seen the... I'm going to let you talk, though. <laughs> I was going to ask you if you've seen the Australian movie The Castle, because the vibe in Australia is a reference to a movie that's, like, really iconic in Australia, and it's all about um, a law case where a lawyer goes in to argue and all he really has to say is that it's just the vibe (laughs) and of course they lose but the vibe is a really Australian term to say that you know you're in the mood and everything's okay and everything's going to be fine and it's just the feeling of it so I'm I'm impressed with your Australian reference. I was gonna say let's let our Australian Australian listeners believe I knew that before I said that. Yes, let's. Today's episode is brought to you by IDEA, the International Dance Entrepreneurs Association. You can find out more about IDEA at ideadance.org. If you are not an IDEA member, but you are a dance studio owner, then you really do want to be surrounded by these incredible, incredible dance studio owners as part of IDEA. It's a membership program where you get access to an incredible amount of resources, as well as um, very special sessions that reruns himself, access to some fabulous IDEA board members who are just the smartest women I know and it's I've been an idea member for four years now and it's absolutely such a great investment in myself and in my business tell us about idea and what it means to you Ray. interesting you should ask me today I finished a meeting with our Canadian members we call it a Canadian town hall And I want to say that IDEA, these members especially, they have supported each other through this last year and a half of dramatic everything and change. And uh, IDEA is fulfilling the dream that I had for it. That's the best way to say it. And if you want to be part of that dream, then you can join at ideadance.org. But we're not talking about idea today, Re. We're going to be talking about time and the importance of time. And I often refer to my coaching clients as for, at time as one of the three important pillars of success. You know, as a dance studio owner, you want, not, you want to know whether you're going to spend your time Um, whether it's important to you that you're spending your time well, whether it's important to you that you're having lots of money or whether it's important to you that um, you are preparing your energy well. And so that pillar of time is so important, especially for dance studio owners and especially in this crazy time that we're in right now. So many of us don't think that time is something that we can control. Time is always something that we want more of or something that, you know, kind of escapes us. But when we get really conscious about the way that we're using our time and how much time that we have and the way in which we want to spend it, it can really be a game changer. How do you feel about your time, Ray? Have you got enough hours in the day? 
I'm going to say that at this time of the year, the answer to that is no. Uh, I look at time like this. My perception has, has changed. For our listeners, I'm going to say this. It's really changed since the pandemic. Meaning, I don't want to go back to the way it was. I'm sure people listening will relate to what I'm about to say. The getting the recital venue booked, hanging up, should be able to say to myself, okay, that's done. I have three more things now relating to the recital that are back on that list. Mm-hmm. Plus, we have an event this weekend that we're taking 70 kids to. Plus, we have a teacher who's out sick. I want to organize my life so that I'm not dealing with those things head on all day, every day, as I was before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And if I were to say, how do you do that for me uh speaking for the dance studio owners that i work with it's starting or beginning or thinking about this more how valuable your time is meaning i could be spending my time on the next thing after booking the auditorium, which is costumes. And then the next thing, which is my recital program. And the next thing, which is my seating. Or I could, and this is really important part of what I'm about to say, become a master delegator spend my time becoming a master at delegating and making it so that when I book the auditorium because I chose to do it because I know the guy at the place and it's easy for me to do, I then hang up and I say, okay, now Susie's going to start taking care of the costumes and Mary's going to start taking care of the programs and I'm going to start thinking about my summer program so that I can pay Mary and Susie during the summer and I can make a profit because I become that master delegator. Ooh, how is that for a way to describe it? Oh, you're speaking so much truth, Ree. It's, for me, you know, it's exciting in those early days. If you're a dance studio owner who's only just opened their studio, then of course you want to book the cost... You, the, you know, order the costumes and you want to book the auditorium and, and you want to write the handwritten notes to every child who's performing and you want to do every single job because you've still got a lot of energy and you're still, <laughs> you're still very passionate. And not to say that dance studio owners who've been doing it for 40 years aren't, but the thing is you've got to think about the best use of your time. And if you are the person in your business that is innovating and creating new programs and looking at new income streams, and you're the person that is the go-to in terms of creativity, you can't be creative when you're completely burnt out. So finding a way to be a master delegator is so important in running your business and in your business being successful. Let's stop for a second and talk about your value, if we can, meaning... 
If I pay somebody U.S. this is $15 an hour, 10 hours a week to take care of these extra things that then put that have put pressure on me in the past and that frees me up. I think I'm worth 60, 70, 80, 90 dollars an hour creating these programs and that it's actually patting yourself on the back and recognizing the value of who you are and what you can contribute to your business while other people keep the processes rolling because you're so organized. And that's a really big part of it, isn't it, Ray? You've got to be organized in order for this to work. And being organized means you're a good delegator. And if you're not, and you are trying to break into it, I always say to people, pick a certain job. I'm going to pick the recital program. I am going to sit down and make a bullet pointed list or just a list with everything that relates to the program, every single solitary thing. Because even though I've been doing it, I have never done that for myself. Mm -hmm. I just know this in my head, mm -hmm. what needs to be done. Then I can explain each point to that person, spend the first year with them, helping them. Then a year later, I'm free. How cool is that? I love that you say I'm free because that's exactly how I feel when I think about doing the recital program. I want to be free of that job. Can I, can I also add to that being free since you like that phrase, Miss Stacy, is free time too. Meaning you don't have to, once you've delegated the program, always say to yourself, now I have to get something done. You have to be able to say, I'm going to my son's music program tonight that they're having and I'm giving myself that so I can be even better as a leader. Free time means, I'm going to say this, I'm on a, uh, I can't stop talking today, but <laughs> it's literally scheduling the free time. Think of this concept. When I schedule the show, or I schedule the third event competition convention that we will have been to in the spring. Why can't I schedule the next weekend to be a vacation? Mm -hmm. Okay, and that's just as important to me as the three events I had to schedule. I, I don't think of it at the time of the year and go, oh, well, I'd love to go on a vacation. So if I have time, then I will, because you won't. Mm -hmm. It's to say, okay, after these three weeks of competition, me and the kids, we're going to the beach. Yeah. And, and we don't do that. that. We don't do no. that enough schedule you time because if you put it on the schedule you're going to take it more seriously so are the people around you 
Mm -hmm. It's not, uh, what do I want to say? It's not an afterthought. It's not something you, not, you, yeah. you do later. It's It's got to be part of the process and it's got to, it's got to have the same weight as the competition that you're going to because you're worth it. And if you're going to be a good leader, you have to be refreshed. Mm-hmm. And what, one of the things that we've learned in this last year and a half, I believe, uh, or many of us have got better at it, is that as a leader, we have to be the uh, upbeat one. We have to be the one who's always looking for the positive to help out our team mm-hmm. who are in the trenches right now and they're not feeling the positive. If we're not refreshing ourselves, this gets earthy, crunchy, but our souls, mm-hmm. if we're not refreshing them, then we're not going to be good at that leadership thing. It's going to be more of a stress, a resentment. Mm-hmm. It, it turns into something else. And I think I started off with this, not going back to the way it was. We're not doing that to ourselves anymore. Ray, when you and I first met, you used to tell me to slow down. And I used to think you were nuts. I'd go, I'm busy. Ray, I've got things going on. I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And I'm running here and I'm running there. And I felt like I was always rushing. There was always things to rush to. And you kept saying to me, can you slow down? Can you please slow down? And it's like five years later now. And that keeps coming back to me. And I keep giggling about it because my life now, especially post-pandemic, is so much slower than it was in the beginning. And there's no way that I want to go back to that busyness. But it takes conscious decisions in order to keep my life not at that fast pace. I have to make decisions every day that I'm going to give myself more time to get from point A to point B, or I'm going to schedule in downtime for myself so that I'm not, you know, doing meetings back to back to back to back to back every single day and then getting to the end of the day and being exhausted. That slow down that that was a joke between you and I has become almost like a mantra for me in my studio and my teachers are aware of it as well. And it's just making my life so much more enjoyable, which is what it's I, I, which it's what it's meant to be, right? Yes. I want to say how funny it is that we're revisiting this because I stopped saying that to you because I got the vibe that you wanted to keep going and going. But I'm going to take you somewhere because I think this will help our listeners. I'm going to ask you a question. Mm -hmm. When you were in that go, go, go mood, Was it not because you thought you'd miss out on something that would help your career? Yes, that's, that's part of it, but it's also part of it is also saving face. I'm the dance studio owner. I'm the owner of the business. Shouldn't I be the busiest? Shouldn't I be the most stressed, the most flat out better answer than I thought I was gonna (laughs) get from you wow that say that one more time 
it's, it was, it was about expectations. It was about society's expectations and my assumed expectations from my team, which weren't even true when we dug into it, that, you know, if it's my business, I should be busy and I should be busier than everybody and I should be rushing around all the time because that's a, that's a symbol of my success. Yes. Oh, how wrong I was in thinking that. And I don't even think I was consciously thinking of it, Re. I think it was just, you know, it, it just playing the tape that was playing in the back of my mind, the story I was telling myself, as Brene Brown would say, it just, I was afraid to delegate because I thought that people would think I was slacking off. But now it's a completely different mindset, like you were talking about before. It's about dele- being a master delegator, making sure that everybody plays a role in putting the recital on. Everybody has a part to play. It's not just just on my shoulders so that I then have time to go away and be creative and to innovate and to come up with my summer program and to make sure that, you know, the pays have been done and the, the, the scheduling is done for next year and all of that stuff. Stacy, you said something there that uh, really stuck to me. You said... Um, Others might think you're slacking off and want to know that I think a lot of our listeners, the studio owners, especially that is something Mm -hmm. that I believe we are subconsciously thinking in our heads and that we should examine that Mm -hmm. because is it? As a business owner, has society, it doesn't matter where you are in the world, has society said that it's all about 24 hours a day to be successful? And is delegating a perception of slacking off in our brains Mm -hmm. because we almost like feel guilty for being successful. I don't know. I just, the slacking off thing really resonates with me. Is it the appearance of success is never having time? Well, I, it was a lot there. I can tell you, Ray, and I talk a lot about this in my podcast. For me, it was role modeled. So for me, success, what I saw as success when I was growing up were role models who were so busy and so stressed that that's what I learned was success. That's what I thought it had you had to do in order to be successful. And so I spent a lot of my 20s and my early 30s when you and I met, Ree, where I was being, you know, I was doing as much as I could so that I could be as busy as I could be so that I could be as stressed as I could be because that would mean that my dance studio was successful. And that was the story that I was telling myself from what I had seen role modelled when I was younger. And it's only having unpacked that with those role models and with my therapist that I could, you know, really understand that actually that's not, we get to write our own version of success And I started the podcast talking about time and energy and money. And for me, they're the three pillars of success for me. It doesn't all have to be about being stressed and having no time. Actually, being successful is about 
having enough time for myself, but also enough time to put into the businesses that I love. It's about having enough time with my family. It's about having the energy to be my best self when I'm a leader, but also when I'm a mum. And it's about having enough money to live the lifestyle that I want so that I can afford to pay a teacher to take that class for me so I can go off to watch my child's music program or I can take it the afternoon off and, and not have to teach so that I can have a bubble bath or whatever it is, you know, go for a walk on the beach or whatever it's going to be that's going to really fill me up to be creative the next day. So success, the idea of success for me, Ree, has really changed since we first met. I've done a lot of work to try and get myself to a place where I have a, a, more, a more holistic idea of success, not just am I run off my feet? Oh, must be doing well. <laughs> As you get up at four o'clock in the morning to tape this podcast with me, that's all I'm saying to our audience. <laughs> okay, okay. Yes, but then I'll have some time to myself this afternoon. It's all about balance, right? Moderation. I'm with you. I, I have to say, uh, we've swerved off of time a little, but actually it's all related to time. Mm. For our listeners, I'm just seeing, I kept telling Stacy, you need to slow down, you need to slow down. I'm just beginning to slow down. Mm. It took me a long time. I mean, this this conversation could have been with my therapist because the way you described it was enlightening for me because, yeah, I think uh, conditioned to be busy all the time mm -hmm. means you're a success. Yeah. And for everybody listening, think about that, the reality of that. Aren't we going to be 10 times more successful after a week off or after a day at the beach that we so needed. Mm -hmm. I don't know about you, Ree, but I get my best ideas when I'm on vacation. So my business grows the most when I take time away. My family and I go on vacation to the same place every February. And even in the car, on the way there, my brain flicks into relax mode and then I all of a sudden have all these ideas and I love that about that time away but I wouldn't be able to put those ideas into practice and grow my business if I didn't take that time away so you never know right. what's going to happen if you give yourself permission to have a little bit of downtime the results and can be awesome look for things that inspire your creativity read books that will uh inspire you as a person or teach you something that time is also something that motivates us mm -hmm. when we we get our brain ticking again and out of ourselves and out of our everyday processes that we go to there's lots of ways to uh energize yourself and to use that time off to make it so you're really good when you're in that work mode. Absolutely. You know, we talked before, Ree, about delegating, and we've spoken on the podcast many times about the importance of delegating, especially for studio owners. But for those people that are listening and thinking, this is the time, this it's really time for me to, to stop just hearing it and actually put it into practice. I think you should start by 
investing that time that Reese spoke about in sitting down with the person who's going to take on the job. How many of us have been in a situation where we've said, okay, we're going to delegate this job. We give the person no training, no expectations, no borderline of what is good and what is bad. They bring back to us something that's rubbish and then we go, see, I should have just done it myself. <laughs> I'm guilty of that. <laughs> but the bottom line is, no, now you point out what you need. You mm-hmm. point out three or four good things about what that person did, and you then sit down and have the patience because you don't want to do this and you deserve to not have to do this. Mm-hmm. You have the patience to train this person. Yeah, because the the payoff is long-term and you've got to just be able to sit in sit in that uncomfortableness and take the time and and get it done so that for the next however many years, you no longer ever have to do the recital program. Happy days. Happy days. So your time, um, you brought up your therapist. I'll bring up my therapist. (laughs) So this is a program that encourages you to go see a therapist. Absolutely. She said to me this week, the only thing, and these are simple words, the only thing we have is the future. And it rang a bell for me. It's true. There's no looking back. No, like this was the worst year and a half in my business. There's no mourning the past. What we truly have is the future. Mm-hmm. And using that time in a way that nurtures your soul so you can be the most successful you can be in your business is the way I believe all of us should move forward. Absolutely. Bada boom. <laughs> Bada boom. <laughs> It's always fun chatting with you, Ree, especially when we get to talk about those really important big life issues, things that can make really big change in people's lives. I really enjoy that. It's, uh, here I thought of something. It's knowing that you deserve the time that you need and, and not feeling guilty about it, just like not feeling guilty when you make a profit. That's how you get over the hump if you're ready to make change. Know you deserve it. You've been at this long enough. Now you move into a new place and your studio and your life turns into what you dreamed of when you started all of this. Okay. I love it. Today's episode was brought to you by IDEA, the International Dance Entrepreneurs Association. If you want to be surrounded by other delegating masters, people who are taking uh, delegating very seriously, then there's lots of us are hanging out in IDEA. You can join at ideadance.org. And always remember, especially after this talk, enjoy this journey. Thank you for joining us for Regold's Dance Life Podcast. Learn more about joining the International Dance Entrepreneurs Association, the Dance Life Teacher Conference, and the Dance Life Retreat Center at regold.com or follow Regold's Dance Life on Facebook. Enjoy the journey. You've been listening to another Morgan Media production. 